Let's read. Prophet Moses and Aaron, peace be upon them, part two. Page 106. Moses finds a home among shepherds. The young ladies returned home earlier than usual, which surprised their father. They related the incident at the spring, which was the reason that they were back early. Their father sent one of his daughters to invite the stranger to his home. Bashfully, the woman approached Moses and delivered the message. My father is grateful for what you have done for us. He invites you to our home so that he may thank you personally. Moses welcomed this invitation and accompanied the maiden to her father. Moses could see that they lived comfortably as a happy and peaceful household. He introduced himself and told the old man about the misfortune that had befallen him and had compelled him to flee from Egypt. The old man comforted him. Fear not, you have escaped from the wrongdoers. Moses' gentle behaviour was noticed by the father and his daughters. The kind man invited him to stay with them. Moses felt at home with his happy household, for they were friendly and feared Allah. Moses becomes a shepherd. One of the daughters suggested to her father that he employ Moses as he was strong and trustworthy. They needed someone like him, especially at the waterhole, which was visited by ruffians. The father asked her how she could be sure of his trustworthiness in such a short time. She replied, When I bade him to follow me to our home, he insisted that I walk behind him so he would not observe my form, to avoid sexual attraction. The old man was pleased to hear this. He approached Moses and said, I wish to marry you to one of my daughters, on condition that you agree to work for me for a period of eight years. This offer suited Moses well, for being a stranger in this country, he would soon have to search for shelter and work. Moses married the Midianite's daughter and looked after the old man's animals for ten long years. Moses becomes a shepherd. Quranic. Almighty Allah recounted. Then there came to him one of the two women, walking shyly. She said, Verily, my father calls you that he may reward you for having watered our flocks for us. So when he came to him and narrated the story, he said, Fear you not, you have escaped from the people who are Zalimin, polytheists, disbelievers and wrongdoers. And said one of them, the two women, O my father, hire him. Verily, the best of men for you to hire is the strong, the trustworthy. He said, I intend to wed one of these two daughters of mine to you on condition that you serve me for eight years. But if you complete ten years, it will be a favour from you. But I intend not to place you under a difficulty. If Allah wills, 
you will find me one of the righteous. He, Moses, said, That is settled between me and you, whichever of the two terms I fulfill. There will be no injustice to me, and Allah is surety over what we say. Quran 28, verse 25 to 28. The Ten Years of Preparation Time passed, and he lived in seclusion far from his family and his people. This period of ten years was of importance in his life. It was a period of major preparation. Certainly, Moses' mind was absorbed in the stars every night. He followed the sunrise and the sunset every day. He pondered on the plant, how it splits the soil and appears thereafter. He contemplated water and how the earth is revived by it and flourishes after its death. Of course, he was immersed in the glorious book of Allah, open to the insight and heart. He was immersed in the existence of Allah. All these became latent within him. The religion of Moses, peace be upon him, was the same as that of Jacob, peace be upon him, which was Islamic monotheism. His forefather was Jacob, the grandson of Abraham. Moses, therefore, was one of the descendants of Abraham, and every prophet who came after Abraham was one of Abraham's successors. In addition to physical preparation, there was a similar spiritual preparation. It was made in complete seclusion, in the middle of the desert and in the places of pasture. Silence was his way of life and seclusion was his vehicle. Allah the Almighty prepared for his prophet the tools he would need later on to righteously bear the commands of Allah the Exalted. Moses decides to return to Egypt. One day, after the end of this period, a vague homesickness arose in Moses' heart. He wanted to return to Egypt. He was fast and firm in making his decision, telling his wife, Tomorrow we shall leave for Egypt. His wife said to herself, There are a thousand dangers in departing that have not yet been revealed. However, she obeyed her husband. Moses himself did not know the secret of the quick and sudden decision to return to Egypt. After all, he had fled from there ten years ago with a price on his head. Why should he go back now? Did he look forward to seeing his mother and brother? Did he think of visiting Pharaoh's wife, who had raised him and who had loved him as if she were his mother? No one knows what went through Moses' mind when he returned to Egypt. All we know is that a mute obedience to Allah's destinies impelled him to make a decision, and he did. These supreme destinies steered his steps towards a matter of great importance. Moses begins his prophethood. Moses left Midian with his family and travelled through the desert until he reached Mount Sinai. There, Moses discovered that he had lost his way. He sought Allah's direction and was shown the right course. At nightfall, they reached Mount Dor. Moses noticed a fire in the distance. 
I shall fetch a firebrand to warm us. As he neared the fire, he heard a sonorous voice calling him. O Moses, I am Allah, the Lord of the universe. Moses was bewildered and looked around. He again heard the strange voice. And what is in your right hand, O Moses? Shivering, Moses answered, This is my staff on which I lean and with which I beat down branches for my sheep and for which I find other uses. This question was asked so that Moses' attention would focus on the staff and to prepare him for the miracle which was to happen. This was the beginning of Moses' mission as a prophet. The same voice commanded him, throw down your staff. He did so, and at once the staff became a wriggling snake. Moses turned to run, but the voice again addressed him. Fear not and grasp it. We shall return it to its former state. The snake changed back into his staff. Moses's fear subsided and was replaced with peace, for he realized that he was witnessing the truth. Next, Allah commanded him to thrust his hand into his robe at the armpit. When he pulled it out, the hand had a brilliant shine. Allah then commanded Moses, You have two signs from your Lord. Go to Pharaoh and his chiefs, for they are an evil gang and have transgressed all bounds. However, Moses feared that he would be arrested by Pharaoh. So he turned to Allah, saying, My Lord, I have killed a man among them, and I fear that they will kill me. Allah assured him of his safety and set his heart at rest. Moses begins his prophethood. Quranic Almighty Allah narrated this event. And has there come to you the story of Moses? When he saw a fire, he said to his family, Wait. Verily, I have seen a fire. Perhaps I can bring you some burning brand therefrom, or find some guidance at the fire. And when he came to it, the fire, he was called by name. O Moses, verily, I am your Lord, so take off your shoes. You are in the sacred valley, Tuwa, and I have chosen you. So listen to that which is inspired to you. Verily, I am Allah. La ilaha illa ana. None has the right to be worshipped but I. So worship me and offer prayers perfectly for my remembrance. Verily, the hour is coming and my will is to keep it hidden that every person may be rewarded for that which he strives. Therefore, let the one who believes not therein in the day of resurrection, reckoning, paradise and hell, etc., but follows his own lusts, divert you therefrom, lest you perish. And what is that in your right hand, O Moses? He said, This is my stick, whereon I lean, and wherewith I beat down branches for my sheep, and wherein I find other uses. Allah said, Cast it down, O Moses. He cast it down, and behold, it was a snake moving quickly. Allah said, Grasp it and fear not. We shall return it to its former state 
and press your right hand to your left side, and it will come forth white and shining, and without any disease, as another sign that we may show you some of our greater signs. Go to Pharaoh. Verily, he has transgressed all bounds in disbelief and disobedience, and has behaved as an arrogant and as a tyrant. Quran 20 verse 9 to 24. Moses and Aaron, peace be upon them, given their duties. Quranic. Moses said, O my Lord, open for me my chest, grant me self-confidence, contentment and boldness, and ease my task for me, and make loose the knot, the defect, from my tongue. Remove the incorrectness of my speech, that they understand my speech, and appoint for me a helper from my family. Aaron, my brother, increase my strength with him, and let him share my task of conveying Allah's message and prophethood. And we may glorify you much, and remember you much. Verily, you are of us ever a well-seer. Allah said, You are granted your request, O Moses, and indeed we conferred a favour on you another time before, when we inspired your mother with that which we inspired, saying, Put him, the child, into the tabut, a box or a case or a chest, and put him into the river, Nile, and then the river shall cast it up on the bank. And there an enemy of mine and an enemy of his shall take him. And I endured you with love from me, in order that you may be brought up under my eye, when your sister went and said, Shall I show you one who will nurse him? So we restored you to your mother, that she may call her eyes, and that she should not grieve. Then you did kill a man, but we saved you from a great distress, and tried you with a heavy trial. Then you stayed a number of years with people of Midian. Then you came here according to the term which I ordained for you, O Moses. And I have, Istanatuka, chosen you for my inspiration and my message for myself. Go you and your brother with my ayat, proofs, lessons, verses, evidences, signs, revelations, etc. And do not you both slacken and become weak in my remembrance. Go both of you to Pharaoh. Verily, he has transgressed all bounds in disbelief and disobedience and behaved as an arrogant and as a tyrant and speak to him mildly. Perhaps he may accept admonition or fear Allah. They said, O Lord, verily, we fear lest he should hasten to punish us or lest he should transgress all bounds against us. Allah said, Fear not, verily, I am with you both, hearing and seeing. So go you, both to him, and say, Verily, we are messengers of your Lord. So let the children of Israel go with us and torment them not. Indeed, we have come with a sign from your Lord, and peace will be upon him who follows the guidance. Truly, it has been revealed to us that the torment will be for him who denies, believes not in the oneness of Allah and in his messengers, etc., and turns away from the truth and obedience of Allah. Quran 20 verse 9 
to 48. Moses and Aaron talked to the Pharaoh. Moses and Aaron went together to Pharaoh and delivered their message. Moses spoke to him about Allah, his mercy and his paradise and about the obligations of monotheism and his worship. Pharaoh listened to Moses' speech with disdain. He thought that Moses was crazy because he dared to question his supreme position. Then he raised his hand and asked, What do you want? Moses answered, I want you to send the children of Israel with us. Pharaoh asked, Why should I send them, as they are my slaves? Moses replied, They are the slaves of Allah, Lord of the worlds. Pharaoh then inquired, sarcastically, if his name was Moses. Moses said, Yes. Are you not the Moses whom we picked up from the Nile as a helpless baby? Are you not the Moses whom we reared in this palace, who ate and drank from our provisions, and whom our wealth showered with charity? Are you not the Moses who is a fugitive, the killer of an Egyptian man? If my memory does not betray me, it is said that killing is an act of disbelief. Therefore, you were a disbeliever when you killed. You are a fugitive from justice and you come to speak to me. What were you thinking about, Moses? I forgot. Moses knew that Pharaoh's mentioning his past, his upbringing and his receiving Pharaoh's charity was Pharaoh's way of threatening him. Moses ignored his sarcasm and explained that he was not a disbeliever when he killed the Egyptian. He only went astray and Allah the Almighty had not yet given him the revelation at that time. He made Pharaoh understand that he had fled from Egypt because he was afraid of their revenge upon him, even though the killing was an accident. He informed him that Allah had granted him forgiveness and made him one of the messengers. Moses and Aaron talk to the Pharaoh, Quranic. Allah the Almighty revealed to us part of the dialogue between Moses and Pharaoh. Allah said, Nay, go you both with our signs. Verily, we shall be with you, listening. And when you both come to Pharaoh, say, We are the messengers of the Lord of the Alameen, mankind, jinn, and all that exists. And so, allow the children of Israel to go with us. Pharaoh said to Moses, Did we not bring you up among us as a child? And you did dwell many years of your life with us. And you did your deed which you did, the crime of killing a man, and you are one of the ingrates. Moses said, I did it then when I was an ignorant as regards my Lord and his message. So I fled from you when I feared you. But my Lord has granted me hukman religious knowledge, right judgments of the affairs and prophethood, and appointed me as one of the messengers. And this is the past favour with which you reproach me, and that you have enslaved the children of Israel. Pharaoh said, And what is the Lord of the Alameen, mankind, jinn, and all that exists? Moses replied, Lord of the heavens and the earth and all that is between them, if you seek to be convinced with certainty. Pharaoh said to those around, Do you not hear what he says? Moses said, 
your Lord and the Lord of your ancient fathers. Pharaoh said, Verily, your messenger who has been sent to you is a madman. Moses said, Lord of the east and the west and all that is between them, if you did but understand. Pharaoh said, If you choose an Elah, a god, other than me, I will certainly put you among the prisoners. Moses said, Even if I bring you something manifest and convincing. Pharaoh said, Bring it forth then, if you are of the truthful. Quran 26, verse 16 to 31. Moses proves himself right. The degree of the conflict expressed in this dialogue reached its apex thus. The tone of dialogue changed. Moses used a convincing intellectual argument against Pharaoh. However, Pharaoh escaped from the circle of dialogue based on the logic and began a dialogue of another type, a type which Moses could not bear to follow, a dialogue of menacing and threatening. Pharaoh deliberately adopted the style of the absolute ruler. He asked Moses how he dared to worship Allah. Did he not know that Pharaoh was a god? After declaring his divinity, Pharaoh asked Moses how he dared to worship another god. The punishment for this crime was imprisonment. It was not permitted for anyone to worship anyone other than the Pharaoh. Moses understood that the intellectual arguments did not succeed. The calm dialogue was converted from sarcasm to mentioning charity, then to scorn, then to the threat of imprisonment. Moses said, Even if I bring you something manifest and convincing, Pharaoh said, Bring it forth then, if you are of the truthful. So Moses threw his stick, and behold, it was a serpent manifest. And he drew out his hand, and behold, it was white to all beholders. Quran 26 verse 30 to 33. Moses defeats the magicians. Pharaoh's amazement turned to terror. Fearing that his rule was in danger, he addressed his advisers. These are two wizards who will strip you of your best traditions and drive you out of the country with their magic. What do you advise? They counseled Pharaoh to detain Moses and his brother while they summoned the cleverest magicians in the country. Then they too could show their skills of magic and change sticks into serpents. In this way, they sought to reduce the influence of Moses' miracles on the masses. Pharaoh detained Moses and Aaron. He dispatched couriers all over the land to enlist the best magicians. He offered each successful magician a big reward, including appointment as a royal courtier. On the customary festival day, which attracted citizens from all over the Egyptian empire, Pharaoh arranged for a public contest between Moses and the magicians. The people came in droves as never before when they heard of the greatest contest ever between Pharaoh's many magicians and a single man who claimed to be a prophet. They had also heard of a baby who had once floated down the river Nile in a basket, landed on the Pharaoh's palace grounds, been reared as a prince, and who later had fled for killing an Egyptian with a single blow. Everyone 
was eager and excited to watch this great contest. Before it began, Moses arose. There was a hush in the huge crowd. Moses addressed the magicians. Woe unto you if you invent a lie against Allah by calling his miracles magic and by not being honest with the Pharaoh. Woe unto you if you do not know the difference between the truth and falsehood. Allah will destroy you with his punishment, for he who lies against Allah fails miserably. Moses had spoken sincerely and made the magicians think. But they were overwhelmed by their greed for money and glory. They hoped to impress the people with their magic and to expose Moses as a fraud and a cheat. Moses asked the magicians to perform first. They threw their magical objects down on the ground. Their staffs and ropes took the forms of wriggling serpents while the crowd watched in amazement. Pharaoh and his men applauded loudly. Then Moses threw his staff. It began to wriggle and became an enormous serpent. The people stood up, craning their necks for a better view. Pharaoh and his men sat silently as one by one Moses's huge serpent swallowed all the snakes. Moses bent to pick it up and it became a staff in his hand. The crowd arose like a great wave, shouting and screaming with excitement. A wonder like this had never been seen before. On witnessing the power of Moses, the magicians prostrated themselves to Allah, declaring, We believe in the Lord of Moses and Aaron. Pharaoh was angry and began plotting his next move. He charged that the demonstration had been arranged secretly between Moses and the magicians. He demanded that the magicians confess to their scheme, threatening them with death. They refused to denounce Allah and stuck to their sincerity of their belief. No longer hiding his cruel nature, Pharaoh threatened to cut off their hands and feet and to crucify them on the trunks of palm trees as an example to his subjects. That was the end of part two of Prophet Moses' Peace Be Upon Him story from the stories of the prophets. I hope you're finding this podcast beneficial. Can I ask that you please share it with your family and friends? We are on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and we are also on YouTube as a voice-only channel. Do join our Islamic Audio Bytes community on Instagram and follow me on Twitter and Facebook. As well as this, please check out our website at islamicaudiobytes.com. If you'd like to contact me directly, please do so at sisterb 7 at gmail.com. As always, I hope your day is full of goodness. Aslamu